Hello and welcome to Soli Chats. I'm here with one of my besties, Candy Wheeler, mm. in person here what? in Sedona. <laughs> she just sit. She just sat with Cambo, mm. also known as Combo, mm. and so she's completely reborn. Mm. And I'm just excited to be with her. Thank you for being here, babe. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to dive into this chat. I know that I started listening to your solo episodes on Soli Chats when you first put the podcast out and got so much out of it because I think there's just such a beauty in being able to hear somebody's story and see yourself in that and just relate to it in the way. And it's just its own beautiful medicine in itself. So yeah, the fact that I'm on an episode, it just feels fun. <laughs> I know. I love it. Well, there was a point where I was just like, well, I'm not really inspired to do solely chats with myself anymore, at least in this moment. <laughs> so I started in, I will literally, you were the first person I thought of. Mm. I was like, well, maybe I should just do solely chats with candy. And I was like, well, that would be a lot of pressure. Cause then you want to do your own podcast. Yeah. So then I started inviting people and knowing you were coming up here. I was like, well, we can just do this in person. Mm. So for those of you that don't know candy, you should. She lives in Phoenix and she is a poet, spoken word artist, musician, mm-hmm. guitarist, community, everything, mm. and an incredible friend to so many people. Mm. And she's one of the realest people I know. And I feel so relaxed around you. I'll just speak to you. Mm. I feel so relaxed around you. I feel like I can just always be myself, mm. no pressure to put on or anything. And just so appreciate that. And also just love your, your realness. Mm. I always tell her she's the real, real, <laughs> the real, real. Mm. And that's why I believe so many people love and adore her and even cherish your opinion mm. and the way that you see them, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So where should we start? Um, what's on your heart right now Mm. and share with us about some of the big transitions you've been in Mm. yeah it's so funny because when we talked about doing this episode I was like what are we going to talk about and I just knew it would just flow however it needs to flow Mm -hmm. so everything I'm about to say is just completely unplanned and see whatever comes through uh I guess, starting with this session with Michael. uh, Yeah, I just was feeling uh, called to just come back into this warrior energy. Five years ago, I started this business called The Warrior in You. It was a coaching business and all about really tapping into that energy and and really empowering people to do whatever it is that they want to do, create whatever change that they want to make in their life and just know that they have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, That business has evolved so much over the last five years. And I even came to a point where I didn't even want to do it anymore, which I really loved your call uh, with the, the closing call or the final chapter call from, for DB, just because I resonated so much with the, the journey and evolution that a business takes and Mm -hmm. especially in like these modern times of wanting to do it intentional and wanting to be heart-led and also just dealing with all the things that go into running a business in Mm -hmm. today's world Mm -hmm. 
Um, and just this last year, I went through the most trying personal struggles that I've been through in a long time. My father was suicidal and even attempted suicide. My mom's been sick with lupus. And so and essentially my whole entire family has like ailments with their health. Mm-hmm. And for me being someone who is super intentional about my well-being, who studied that, who's dived into all these different modalities of healing and um, intentionality with that it was just a struggle for me to see my family like this to see them go through all of that and to support them because you know I could I feel like there was this time where I came to this or came to this thought of like well I don't have to I don't have to do this I don't have to be the one to help them or it's their journey or whatever but I really value family a lot and I really love them so much. They mean so much to me. And so it just was a journey that I got to be on um, to just like support them through it. And for me, it was honestly like the hardest thing I've been through ever. Even, you know, I, I look back on my own like personal struggles with depression, with anxiety and things like that. And yeah, that was hard, but I, feel like there's this underlying knowing that I would be able to move through it with them I didn't know mm-hmm. you know I didn't know what what the end was gonna look like I didn't know if it would end when it would end etc so it just put me in a, I felt like a vul- really vulnerable and really heartbreaking position mm-hmm. and yeah I went through this time of not wanting to be the warrior you know not wanting to be in that energy anymore just wanting to be the person that was held instead and I feel like it's just coming to this full circle moment now I mean I'm like looking at this like lion Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) beautiful lion painting that our friend Grace did um, up on your wall and I just feel that energy so present of like stepping back into that strength stepping back into that courage and that warrior energy to know that um, that things always work out mm-hmm. yeah so that, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now and what's present on my heart and doing this um, combo session I just felt like it was just a a way to support me in the rite of passage of coming back into that strength, remembering that that is very much so a part of me. And it is something that I truly love and appreciate and embrace about myself. And it's what got me to where I am now. And Mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful for that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an honor to witness you through all of that. And Mm -hmm. To me, you always are so strong, even mm. your willingness to take your parents in, mm. to live with them, mm. to be there for them, and to still show up for your community mm. and all the other things I know that you've been up to. Mm-hmm. So I see you. Thank you. <laughs> and you do deserve to be held. Mm. I'm curious what that would look like and feel like. Mm. And also on that, what is your most well your deepest most vulnerable yearning Mm. at least as of late Mm. yeah so to speak to like what it looks like and feels like what I've realized over this last year of going through all of that is that I've been drawn to connections and friends and people that actually just naturally uplift me like you you know the I feel like we're in this positive feedback loop 
like you feel seen by me I feel seen by you and then it just never ends we're just constantly in this space of like seeing one another and uplifting one another and celebrating one another in each other's power Mm -hmm. I don't feel like any type of comparison energy Mm -hmm. or anything like that it's always like I see you and I love you and I want you to win Mm -hmm. and relationships haven't always been that way for me uh I've I have had that throughout my whole life but I've also had friends that you know didn't really like want want to see me win or and not to say that they're like bad people but I think there's just this dynamic that occurs when in which like somebody feels like that because you're doing great or because you're you're growing or whatever that they're losing you and just triggers this whole like you know of them wanting you to be the same or not wanting you to change not wanting you to grow because they feel like maybe they're being left behind or maybe you'll leave or whatever but I don't think relationships are supposed to be like that I think relationships are supposed to be like there's like this healthy level of detachment that occur- that is needed, I think. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm needing in my relationships is just this like freedom to fly and to be who I am and to um, be in my, in my world and in my creativity and all of that. And then when we do get to meet in person or get to connect, it is just all love, you mm-hmm. know? Um, not saying that relationships are supposed to like not have any hard things, you know, as, as we all know, we all go through stuff, but there's a difference between like, you know, these everyday like triggers or these things that just like kind of bring stuff up for you to look at. And then, you know, things that are really unhealthy, And I had to take a look at like my relationships in the past and see like where there was these like unhealthy dynamics playing out and where I was contributing and where, why they were occurring in the first place and choose better or choose different for myself and what supports me. So I think right now, um, the most supportive thing that I've done for myself is to just go where it feels natural or it feels right. You know, like not where it's just like, we're forcing this to make, to be a thing rather just, this is where it feels flowing right now. It feels like it's flowing. This is where it feels easy. This is where it feels fun and um, natural. It doesn't feel like we have to, like, I feel like you and I, we don't have to like put in work necessarily Mm -hmm. to have the relationship that we do. We just honor each other. We see each other. We support one another. And when we hang out, it's like so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I think more of that for me in this like next season of life, because, you know, people like you and I who have big dreams and want to want to show up and serve in a big way need that support. And yeah, nothing less, I think. Totally. The, The most vulnerable yearning, I would say, is like a romantic connection, a romantic relationship. And I I love you and Michael so much for being this example of like what love really looks like and and how it's actually a real thing, you know, not 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 from a level of like this fairy tale, but Mm. more so like, no, yeah, love and monogamous love at that does exist and it is beautiful and it can be beautiful not to say it's not going to take work but it is just it is a thing that I've been desiring for myself lately more than 
like I think I've ever like yearned for something before is like this um partnership you know somebody to do life with and I think I've been able to to figure out a way to do life in a beautiful way on my own and I think there's just this underlying like desire to to have somebody there to to do that with you know wow (laughs) thanks for having the courage to share that and express it and when you say that you do desire to be held that Mm. is what I see for you Mm. and what I'm actively like yeah just putting energy to and praying for for you because Mm. it's not saying that we should be, you know, codependent mm-hmm. or whatnot. It's like you said, you mm-hmm. figured out a way to be independent, to mm-hmm. have your own journey, to have your own expressions in the world, your own friend groups, and, and to not be so obsessed with like needing right. someone per se. Right. But there is something so, like to me, it's almost like the human, like coming to earth, mm-hmm. one thing that we, yearn to experience in as a human is this relationship Mm. you know and maybe that's not for everyone Mm -hmm. but I can I know for myself I do and yeah yeah, it isn't always easy and I notice it gets easier and easier and easier Mm -hmm. as more time goes on Mm. and it becomes softer and becomes more open but regardless it's like to feel like someone is holding you it's okay this is what I want to say For, to live with someone that you're committed to, they see all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no friend, no family member, no one is going to ever see mm-hmm. all of your sides in the way a romantic partner does. Right. And so that's why I think it's so powerful because they really got your back mm. no matter what. Because mm-hmm. even if someone's coming at you, attacking you, judging you, even if you have stuff coming up in other parts of your life, it's like they know who you really are mm. because they've seen it all. They right. see all the sides of you. They see the ways that, you know, you struggle. Mm-hmm. They see the ways in which you are hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. They see the ways in which you doubt yourself. Yeah. And they see your heart in all of that. And then they, you know, they get to just build up your greatness. And so anyway, to me too, for the feminine and just for my sisters, I, I yearn for us all to have that space Mm. where we can just be held. Yeah. And it's coming. (laughs) Thank you. I feel it. I feel like I'm like closer than I've ever been to it in terms of like, just feeling that level of openness to that. My last relationship was a seven year long relationship and it was, I got into it really young and mm-hmm. not, you know, from this conscious space of like, what do I desire in a partner? Mm-hmm. Like that was never even a question. It was just like, you're my person and, you know, trying to make things work, not even ever really considering whether or not we have the same visions for our life, <laughs> whether or not we desire the same things. <laughs> um, and so it was just, you know, it it wasn't intentional in the sense that like, you know, we, we weren't radically choosing it. And so that just was constantly showing up in this like back and forth dynamic and this, you know, just this unhealthy pattern. And finally coming out of that relationship, I just told myself like the next relationship that I get into, I want to be intentional. I want to be 
certain that this is something that I want to engage in. And so I actually stayed single for three years Mm -hmm. before starting to date again. And a lot of that was just healing Mm -hmm. and figuring out who I am and, and what I even like and what I desire in life. Um, which a lot, again, like for me, a lot of that, I didn't come to until like my later twenties where I was like, Oh, what do I actually want for myself? And what do I actually want, um, for my life? And so, you know, when you start to ask those questions, I think it just sets off this like adventure and curiosities and discovering like who you are as a person and what, you know, what you like. And I think that's all led me to, to being here, to being a poet, to tapping into learning music and playing guitar and, you know, writing and all the things that I truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just been a blessing to step into that. So um, I don't know. I'm just feeling like mm, the magic. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I have a few questions. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you do want to expand upon or hit upon with the whole, when you mentioned that some relationships, friendships, like mm. there were some unhealthy dynamics mm-hmm. and you really had to look at that to kind of release those to, you know, just focus on the ones that were supporting you. Mm-hmm anything specific in terms of like what was standing out just because I I'm obsessed with this conversation Mm -hmm. and topic and it comes up so much for me yeah and figuring myself out inside of dynamics but also I think human design is like so helpful because like (laughs) being a manifester I feel like I trigger people by Mm -hmm. saying something I trigger people by not saying something like you know and then you're a projector, which I know comes with all its own things. Yeah. But anyway, so just anything that you want to share specifically for you that you noticed was unhealthy for you. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing was my something that's been a big part of my path in this life has been though I'll use the word loss, you know, in quotation marks, loss. And what I mean by that is actual physical death of loved ones. I grew like, I think I attended my first funeral when I was like six years old. And then that was interesting in itself being like so young and witnessing death and witnessing that process Mm -hmm. of my mom's sister, my aunt. And I didn't really fully understand it at the time. So, you know, it was just there taking it all in. Um, But I had the most traumatic experience when my cousin died I was 15 no I was 16 he was 17 and we were really close and I actually got the opportunity to to witness his transition to witness his heartbeat stopping yeah and so it was essentially one of the most traumatic and one of the most like miraculous moments I think in my in my journey because it caused me to being so young um and not having this conversation or rites mm. of passage around it. Like nobody talks about how to cope with loss or at, at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bigger conversation now, which I'm really grateful for is like, how do you move through grief? How do you move through the loss of a loved one? Mm-hmm. But at the time, nobody, everybody was processing it differently. Nobody was going about it intentionally. It was just, this is what's happening. And this is like, we're all just surviving this. And so I just felt really kind of alone in that process. And then, so I just felt like it sent me to a spiral of like existential crisis and also deeply impacted my relationships moving forward. So for me, I was always afraid of losing people. 
And so I know, I know you can relate to this mm-hmm. on, on a few levels. Um, and so either I would keep people at an arm's length, like, you, you know, it, it, like mm. not really let anybody in, but the people that I would let in, I would like want to keep them, you know, even if it didn't make sense, even if it wasn't the most logical or supportive relationship, I would just want to keep them close. And I would do everything that I needed to do. And, you know, this is like self-abandonment 101, where I would like, if they wanted me to be a certain way, I would be that certain way just so that they wouldn't leave or whatever. And and so, you know, just taking full responsibility here, um, you know, people use the term codependency, like that would show up. And that's what happened with my ex relationship, you know, is just this constant, like, I know this isn't good for me. Mm-hmm but I can't even fathom a life without you because I am so scared to be alone. And so, and so, yeah, I, I did my first like medicine ceremony around this particular topic Mm. back in 2018 and Mm. just sat with us. And just the, the only message that came through is like, nothing is ever lost. Like everything is a gain. And I think Sadhguru says something similar to this is like, um, every you come into this life with nothing and everything is a gain mm-hmm. you know but and and that's great conceptually to understand but then when you're human and you have these like natural fears of like oh I don't want them to die or I don't want them to go um you know lot the logic kind of like dissipates and you just you're just in this like unhealthy pattern with this person yeah. not even thinking about whether or not like it's supportive for you or it's supportive for them, for you guys to be in each other's lives. So, and this other thing I think about is like, okay, but when you're holding on to something, you're like, your fists are closed. I get this image of like, your fists are closed. But then we all want something specific. We all want something different, right? But we can't let anything come through because our hands are closed. We're gripping on so tight. But if we can just open you know, if we can just open up our hands, open up our hearts and let whatever fall away, that's going to fall away. And that gives us a space to like receive what's supposed to come through. And so for me, I've like had to, you know, part ways with like really close relationships, close friendships that have actually gotten better since then because there's just this space, spaciousness <laughs> to be like, oh, oh like that's what was going on like that's why we were acting that way towards each other that's why oh you know just starting to see and witness Mm -hmm. like the things that were occurring in those dynamics and seeing like oh that's actually not what I want so what do I want in a relationship and like I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier like this healthy level of detachment right like Mm -hmm. um but also being committed and in whatever way that is supportive for both people you know and sometimes the best thing you can do is let go of a relationship that's not healthy to set both of you free Mm -hmm. you know or all of you free whoever is in that dynamic with you just to set them free set you free and see how you fly Mm -hmm. on your own Mm -hmm. you know and there's so much to be gained in just that I feel like so so that's what I'll speak to in the relationship dynamic so now my I feel like the relationships that I have now like I even had like my my friend and I we we both have this dynamic she lost her father when she was 13 
uh, he he died like really suddenly and really young and she said she has the same thing and so we we just like pinky promise like we're gonna be in each other's lives forever you know mm-hmm. and we're gonna support each other forever and that felt really good it was like when we were little girls you know mm-hmm. and it felt really good to do to just be like I'm not le- I'm not going anywhere you know but in in a healthy way yeah not in this way that's like I'm not going anywhere because I'm scared more so like because I love you and I want to be here and I want to continue Mm -hmm. this, you know, this, let this relationship blossom in the way that it gets to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's what I'll speak to on that particular thing. Cause that's just what is so personal for me. And then Mm -hmm. the human design stuff, I find astrology, human design, all these tools to be so supportive in Mm -hmm. the way to get to know one another and get to understand one another to be like oh that's why you're like that yeah you know (laughs) and when I tell people like I'm a projector they're like and they they understand this language they're like oh (laughs) yeah I see like oh you probably need alone time right now I'm like yes thank you so much and not taking that personal totally you know and that's one big thing I think all relationships can benefit from is is not taking each other's needs um as like a personal you know hit against you like Mm. oh you don't want to be around me no I do want to be around you but just not right now I want to be with myself right now totally and you know all the things that come along with that Mm. and so like I would like to read through all of them and I'll like to like when I read the manifestor things I'm like oh this is Mackenzie you know and I'll read through it and I'll be like oh yeah that is so her Mm. and really start to like understand how the how those things or those um traits and things show up and also being able to communicate my needs and not to marry the signs and be like oh it's because I'm a projector exactly yeah yeah but to be like you know I can use this as, as an example or I can just tell you like I need space or yes. oh, or I could just tell Own you it. I'm sensitive right? right and 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 saying those things and expressing those mm-hmm. And communication is obviously like a huge part of what makes relationships really thrive. Totally. Is being able to like state your needs and to, and to support one another in those needs. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like my whole journey with that. And, and I feel like I'm in a time right now where my relationships have been thriving, like really supportive and really abundant and really spacious too. I feel Mm -hmm. like I I feel so supported. I feel like there's constant celebrations of my successes and also support when I'm not doing so well. And yeah, I don't feel like there's any more of that, like clenching. And this kind of relates, everything is nuanced, right? Like everything is like layered this kind of relates to life too, like scarcity mindset with relationships will show up in business or will show up in other things. Like when you're trying to hold on to something totally, <laughs> and make something work and force it to work. Right. And then it's like, you're just yeah. being asked to let it go. Totally. You know? Mm. And that's what I really got out of your converse as your, your closing chapter was like, wow, like what happens when you just like, <sighs> yeah like let it go yeah all the space that gets created and and what gets to come through and that's like part of the beauty of being like a co-creator with life is like Mm. you get to you get to choose and also like you get to dance with life what life wants to serve you Mm -hmm. (laughs) so much wisdom (laughs) yeah I love for me you really give me an example like a firsthand experience of what it looks like to voice your needs Mm -hmm. and 
that's just been something I've been really struggling with lately or getting better. And, yeah. but through trial and error, right? how do I just simply state my needs? But it's like, because of my own wounding, my own worthiness or lack of, or sense of worthiness, I should say, or my own um, patterning mm. of codependency, mm-hmm. like how that shows up for me is feeling guilt like not even knowing what my need is yeah not even paying attention to it because right. we're so focused on the other, other person yeah. yeah and then I I can always distill it down to I need space that's mm-hmm. what I realized <laughs> I think at this one next time I'm just like I don't know what I need right now I can just say I need space but yeah. it's like even saying that is so scary yeah because that's just not growing up for me it was not valued appreciated Mm. or respected at all like my own needs and desires that was not even nobody ever asked no (laughs) no one asked in fact it was just like it was the opposite so it's just that's been a huge lesson and I've just really seen in Mm. certain dynamics how you've been able to voice Mm. and stick to those Mm. you know I I tend to notice for myself I kind of like waver or you know yeah like even just you know, we're going on this weekend trip and we're, my, my intention is to play, mm, you know, just to play, have too, fun. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. get out of, get out right. and just, um, oh, sorry. I wasn't experiencing yeah, this, this weekend. Yeah, okay. Well this weekend yeah, too yeah, with yeah. you. Yes. Play is my intention. <laughs> I was referring to though, this one, we're going on a road trip next weekend. Yeah, that's and so my funny. intention is to play and be out in the world and like not be in ceremony and not be inside it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To like literally just explore yeah let's let my inner child explore and eat good food and bike and go on the beach and swim like whatever Mm -hmm. and so we have some friends that have asked us like um or did ask us do you want to come over for a sound healing just like Mm. I found myself just so nervous to say no Mm. but it's so silly yeah it's so silly but it's like I don't want them to think I don't want to spend time with them I just literally would rather do it like on a bike like seeing the outside you know I just don't want to I'm doing a sound healing like all the time I don't want to do it then right so just to even say that I find myself nervous and yeah so interesting it's all built in survival like mm-hmm. and and it's that's a funny part about being like living in as I'll say modern day warriors like in this like our bodies tell us like oh we need to do this to survive or we need to, to do, belong you know, to yeah, the to clan belong. yeah and I think you even you mentioned this um once is like how we're tribal people and like if we if we weren't if we were like you know shunned away from our tribe then we wouldn't we would die yeah we wouldn't survive and so like that's kind of it becomes this uh, like we kind of train our train ourselves to be able to survive in these Mm. places and we tell ourselves oh if this person's not around then I won't survive Mm. or whatever and so, you know, that's when it's like you learn these like people pleasing tendencies. And I, yeah, I had to really learn not only, yeah, what my needs even are, but then, yeah, how to voice them and how to stick to them. And even if somebody's feelings are hurt, um, which sucks when yes. they are, um, but also like understanding, like if you're, if you are choosing to self-abandon to show up for this person then there is going to be resentment built up and then that relationship will not work because in the long run there's going to be all this tension that's just there and it's like 
and then it just like the bubble bursts and you're yeah and it's like that's I've had that before and so like understanding like it's actually most serving for both people Mm -hmm. to be able to understand what is what is it that you're feeling what is it that you're needing for me I it was never safe in my household to like have be emotional and mm. so I learned to suppress my emotions really young like I remember my father saying and I love him I love my dad like so much but I remember his his like p- ways of punishing us would be like oh don't oh you're crying like I'll give you a reason to cry and so it's like I learn how to not cry like mm-hmm. I learn how to stuff my emotions down just out of the sake of survival because I didn't want to whatever was going to come from that and um yeah and so I had to like relearn how to relate to my emotions and relate to the things that I'm like oh what's going to support me right now I had to like relearn all of that and still it's very much so still unfolding for me because I don't always think about it but Mm. Um, when I take that time, like, oh, what am I feeling? Okay, this, what am I needing? Oh, okay, this, okay, how can I voice that? And sometimes it's just being transparent, like with your friends, for example, to be like, I really do want to spend time with you, or I don't want you to think that I don't want to spend time with you. I am just not feeling like a sound healing, you know, right. I want to go play, I want to go outdoors, I want to adventure, are you up for that, you know, or can you support me in this, mm-hmm. and giving them the opportunity to, and if they're like, no, nah, we want to, you know, we we just want to do this, then okay, that's okay, and totally. letting it be what it is, but yeah, there's this, like, underlying discomfort that comes with, the, like, the wanting to be the person that, like, keeps the peace totally you know? I know <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah and that's why too astrology is so helpful because when I see yeah. like my cancer moon which like cares so much and then my Libra rising which yeah. is like all about sensing everyone and wanting balance and harmony so, yeah um sure and okay going back to the thing you mentioned about death yeah and we aren't taught yeah how to process that yeah and that is something to give an example, I love studying, you know, rites of passage in terms of when we go yeah. from girls, girl to woman, yeah. you know, like puberty. And I love really studying how that's impacted us to not receive a rites of passage mm-hmm. in this, you know, in our culture. Huge. Yeah. And I can see it so clearly how that's impacted us. And I kind of understand at least now how to let life initiate us into our female, into our womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, you know, even talked about that with so many other women, mm-hmm. but then this thing about death, I don't have figured out yet. Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. What would that have looked like to mm-hmm. really be initiated, go through rites of passage in terms of really understanding mm-hmm. death and honoring it and celebrating it even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious for you, what mm-hmm. you think that would look like. And let's say you were a mom, mm-hmm. how would you raise your children inside of this conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, very intentionally, first of all, and understanding all the rites of passages that we go through life and addressing those and talking about it and mm-hmm. opening up a dialogue with with my kids. I mean, this is what I intend to do when I do have kids yeah. is just like have a have 
have these open conversations like when I got my period for the first time Mm -hmm. I remember my mom just being like okay handling it and not really talking about it what is what is this going to look like what is it going to feel like what does it mean nothing like that was attached to it at all it was just like okay like here's how you be are hygienic about it and and which you know we've come to find out that is is not very like supportive at all totally (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so things like that and then death in itself like I think the best we can do is learn to relate to it learn to relate to these different rites of passage and be able to share our wisdom share our knowledge tell stories to be able to feel that this is how I dealt with it you know or this is what I did quote-unquote wrong like this is what I didn't know and this is what I know now and and so just being open about that and that's that's what I intend as as like a parenting place in terms of like what I, what I desire for like my family life um but there's a couple things I noticed like and it's all in their traditions right like we don't really at least in the U.S. and in I don't know I want to say like western world Mm -hmm. western society we've lost a lot we've lost touch with a lot of like traditional approaches to these rites of passages as you mentioned and one of them being death i went to bali Mm -hmm. um and i lived there for some time and there was actually a death in the family um when i arrived and i didn't see this process go down i just i arrived just after it happened so i didn't get to like fully Mm -hmm. witness it but since i've seen like videos and things like that um of them sharing just how they go about this and they actually have a communal living style and they um place the body in their like ceremonial space for a week and they come to the body and they pray and they like are so present with the transition of their loved one Mm. and they are just like they they grieve together they're in ceremony with this body with this like you know with this vessel and helping the spirit transition out and and then they'll do this burial together you know and it's so beautiful and here I noticed like we are the complete opposite we are instantly severed you know Mm. like when I when I, I got the opportunity to witness like my cousin's actual transition but after that I didn't see him until his vessel was in a casket mm. and it was just didn't look at all like a mm. vessel at all you know what I mean it just mm. it was embalmed and you know like there's this whole all this makeup and things like that and it just the process didn't make sense to me because we're not we don't have this like proper time to really process and to grieve and to celebrate and to all, you know, do all those things. It's just instant separation. And so you don't get, you don't get to have that time or we didn't, I didn't get to have that time. And so there was just like this emptiness, you know, this like wanting to make sense out of something that I couldn't grasp because I wasn't present with it. Mm it was just something I had to imagine or like it was far away Mm. and so that's one thing I noticed is our our traditions around it and then also there was just no conversation around grief in itself I learned that later in life about the whole five stages of grief and how we go through denial anger bargaining depression acceptance and relapse you know in this constant like you know and it comes back around Um, those things I learned way later again in this journey of being intentional and seeking out this information seeking out this wisdom Mm. to be able to process it 
And so, yeah, I think for a long time, like we just, um, I think what we're doing right now it as a collective, especially like it, people who are conscious and people who are going about life intentionally is learning to relate to these things, um, these rites of passages, these moments that are big in life, you know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like things like, yeah, girl to a woman, um, or boy to a man, mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. you know, totally. um, birthing like Mm -hmm. having a baby those types of things which I know you're you've been really diving into Mm -hmm. in in what you know what we're taught about birth and what what is actually something that there are things that we would really need to know Mm -hmm. you know right things like our body knows how to do this (laughs) you know versus like you need this this and this and this and this and that and blah 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 all this stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like you know, so I think one thing I'm I'm wishing for our society, wishing for our collective is um, just to be more present with all of these things and to have more of a sense of reverence for the human journey and a um, presence with it and being with all those spaces, being able to feel your emotions all the way out. Because when you're, when you allow yourself to feel like, you know, just now when I had my session, just allow whatever's coming up, just let it come up. It passes so much more quickly. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you were to try to stuff it down, it would just be so uncomfortable to keep continuing to hold things down. And I think that's why we deal with like, you know, things like cancer and all these other things is because, you know, we're, we're not properly going about like, mm. you know, handling, um, de- you know, moving through resolving, resolving, releasing, releasing yeah. you know, all these things. And then thus it just builds up and that's why people become bitter and angry. Mm. And that's why we have violence, you know, totally. So yeah, just a lot of that is what's present for me is like even death, like knowing that my parents are getting older, knowing that they aren't going to always be around. And how do I want to move through that when that time comes, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that their bodies are going to, you know, mm-hmm. their, their spirits are going to transition out of their bodies. And I would like to be more prepared for when that time does come to be able to go about it in a very sacred, very reverent, very intentional way mm-hmm. versus just, um, I can't handle this. You do it. And, mm. you know, who knows what, will, you know, what will go down. Totally. And I think that's what people deal with when they do lose a loved one is like, you know, social workers, funeral homeowners and all this, all the political aspects of it. They're like, we got it. You just grieve, you know, or you just do you. We got it. We'll take care of everything. And then they're like, okay, because they're in such a state of like, um, you know, like dissociation, because mm-hmm. it's just so unreal for them to mm-hmm. experience. And so they're just like, yeah. And then, then all that happens. And it's just like, there's this missing piece, you know? <laughs> wow. So, yeah, <laughs> I love what you shared about the Bali piece. And yeah. I'd love, this is just inspiring me to study this more mm-hmm. and, you know, I love going into the things that I am scared of. Mm. Like if I have fear around it, I know that to go there, yeah, <laughs> follow that. And like, for instance, when I started really diving into my sexuality, mm. I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared of my sexuality yeah. and what that would mean. And just all again, because of my past conditioning and my wounds around it. Mm-hmm. But then when I actually faced it head on, it was like, Oh, this is so beautiful, mm. but it was a process. So 
I don't know if this would be as extreme or if that's as extreme as this, but in the Gene Keys, mm-hmm. Richard Rudd talks a lot about essentially every shadow comes down to fear of death. Yeah. It's all fear and it's always fear of death. Mm. And so I'm just so curious about this because I notice it comes up for me, especially as I talk about our conception journey and having a baby. And I go, I love studying birth sovereignty and all of that Mm -hmm. and health sovereignty. And it's like, I can sense this underlying fear of death of, of Michael dying, of Mm -hmm. my cat dying, of our baby dying, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, I know that that means there's, there's gold there for me to go into that fear but I also desire to study it and and know what's the wisdom around this because Mm -hmm. we are so this has literally never been a conversation like I've only had a couple other conversations Mm -hmm. before about this Mm -hmm. with Grace and her mom and what they've been through yeah and and then now with you Mm -hmm. so it's like you're right we need to talk about this more and then also seek out the elders that have this wisdom right because we also don't have that around us right you know we're like where are the elders because we've like put them in like you know we're just shunning that too yeah like we put that away in a box in a retirement home in a totally and so it's like fuck where where is this wisdom that's being carried down right I think we all naturally have it within us. And then it's uh, really about peeling back the layers that we've been taught, mm. you know, yes, because it's true. like what we are the elders now in a way, right? <laughs> yeah. Essentially, you know, we have like, we have deep wisdom within us all. Like we know how to birth, we know how to process grief. We know how to process loss mm. and that'll come naturally. Like we'll cry, we'll mourn, we'll celebrate. You know, there was very much in my cousin's death. There was very much times where I felt really euphoric in a way, happy for him, you know? and then there was times where I was like sobbing on the floor just like grieving his loss like he is never coming back and just being present with that and that's like such a deep feeling and then there's this like going back to the fear of death um like we all inherently have that I feel like Mm. it's like honestly like built into us as like our survival mechanism Mm -hmm. to be able to survive life but then um but then there's also this the mystery and this like um inability to be with the mystery to be with the unknown you know there's like no capacity for that we want control we want this you know we want to know how it's going to work out and when and when and how and how and (laughs) who and what and all the details I know that I mean I've been that way with my like romantic journey of just like oh when is he coming and who you know who is he what's he gonna look like and all this stuff and I just feel like it's so funny because it's like we even if we try to know like, even if we try to give ourselves some sense of predictability, we really can never know like mm-hmm. what's going to happen next. I remember feeling like uh, I'm sidetracking a little, but That's I swear okay. it relates. Um, being afraid to go island hopping in Bali because I remember them them having um, a big earthquake uh, the, the year before. And it was a high magnitude. It destroyed so much mm-hmm. and just me being like, oh, I want to go island hopping so bad. I want to go um, back. But I'm like nervous. Like I had this feeling like, what if there's an earthquake? Because there mm-hmm. had been one when I was on on Bali. I was actually on a live video on Instagram and my my balcony started shaking. Oh, I was up on my balcony. My God. <laughs> Have you ever been in an earthquake before? 
um when I was very little but it wasn't intense it is so it's like the strangest feeling when like the earth like is shaking beneath you yeah it's like it's the strangest thing ever and it's just like whatever you know whatever you think you're grounded like yeah no, you're fucking not yeah yeah it's I'm sorry can I cut something here? yes of course um of course <laughs> gonna have to put the explicit <laughs> but um yeah it's the wildest feeling so I remember telling them like I'm I'm afraid to I'm kind of I want to go island hopping but I'm scared and um gosh my volley fam they're so wise in their in their ways um like just some of the things they've said to me I'm like mm-hmm. like mind blown but um my Bali brother said to me well you um you go to Gilly which is the island and if you're lucky you come back <laughs> oh my god and he said you go to room you go tonight you go to sleep in your room and if you're lucky you wake up Mm-hmm. and so basically saying like you don't know when anything is gonna happen okay. you know he's like you can essentially implying you can go to your room and die tonight like so why be afraid of dying you know or island hopping so that you know you don't die or whatever that is and so good it is so silly but it's like so true but you know then then we have this like human innate like survival response you know of like oh we actually fear that and so I think there is a an opportunity for everyone to dive into it and to actually ask that question like what am I so afraid of and lately I've been in this creative container with the most epic woman um Amber Lily new music she's been facilitating this creative coven she calls it and one of the things she she had us do is three minutes of just uh I'll call it um but free flow and just share whatever art, share whatever expression wants to come through. And she went first. And one of the things she, she had said in her, she like saying it and she was like, I just don't want this art to die inside of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's what we're really afraid of, or that's like at the bottom of what we're really afraid of is not getting to have that full experience or full expression before that transition happens. Totally. And then of course there's that mystery of like what happens after, like what, what, where do we go? You know, do we go anywhere in that conversation? And I think that's where spirituality is the benefit mm-hmm. and it comes in yes. and just to know that, yes. you know, that's actually our natural form. Right. And most human yes. experiences Temporary. just for fun, you know, yeah. right. <laughs> Temporary <laughs> and just for, I, I like to say just for fun to give it some lightness, but Cute. oh, I love that, you know, so mm. just looking at how we can relate to that differently and not being so afraid to dive into that um, experience and I know for a lot of people this can be triggering and it can cause like this um you know like this existential crisis of like what who am I why am I here what am I even doing with my life and all of that and I think all of those questions though scary can actually lead you on a beautiful journey of well, like fun adventure self-discovery joy alive heartbreak aliveness yeah. that's it that's it and I think that's the point it's the point yeah a hundred percent yeah and on that you you represent aliveness to me Mm. you let your creativity flow through Mm. you use your life force energy Mm. to create play to sing to write to Mm. you know express in these more creative ways Mm. and you do inspire so many including myself Mm. to do that thanks 
which by the way, I booked a session with Amber Lily. Oh, because of you. Oh my God. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just know we let's do a vocal session. I don't know. Let's just oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. That's my artist date on yes. the last week of March that I booked. Um, so let's end with that mm. your feelings and thoughts on mm. creativity but more importantly your mm-hmm. current experience mm. and your current devotion mm. your current intentions mm. what you're creating what your dreams are like what you're putting out there yeah oh my gosh creative expression has changed me like mm. and being able to step into it fully I um I held a women's retreat that was like so beautiful. It was like uh, sold out in here in Sedona, 20 women that we were just, we had all weekend and it was just the most euphoric, like beautiful, highest experience like I've, I've probably ever had. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, um, I gave myself some space, but in between projects, which I had really never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, just give myself a whole month to not jump into the next thing. Cool. You know, but this was, this was, um, two years ago. And in that I experienced like the deepest, like depression, apathy, like, I want to say it was like postpartum depression in a way of like, of like birthing that project, letting it be what it was and letting it be beautiful. And then Mm -hmm. just like letting it go, you know, and then sitting in this emptiness. And Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like, so, um, just like sad, almost like I, I don't know, there was just this feeling of emptiness. And so naturally I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just go sit in, in a ceremony and, you know, work this out, like, you know, see what, see what's going to come up. And it was a ceremony centered all around the fire. And so, you know, we spent two nights just praying in the fire, um, singing to the fire, dancing around the fire. Everything was centered around this, you know, spirit of the fire. And I went home. um, And one of the things the elders said was like, um, keep up with your prayers, light a candle every day and miracles happen, you know, and just sit with this energy of the fire and grandfather spirit. And I, I did, I, was, I was told myself, I'm not going to waste this experience. I'm going to actually listen. And I did. Mm-hmm. And a week later, my first poem came through. Oh, <laughs> And I was just like, I had no idea this existed within me. Like I had, I used to write as a kid to just process life, but I put it away, you know, to just tend to whatever I was, you know, whatever right. life was serving up at the time, which was school, sports, all those things. And I put my creativity kind of away. And that was the missing piece. That was why I was experiencing so much apathy, even though I was creating still, I was like not really fully present with my creative energy and how it was moving and how, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have a relationship with it. Mm -hmm. And so when this poem came through, I just knew in my heart, like, this is something that I get to share. This is something that I need to express even if it's just for the sake of expressing it and not having anybody get anything out of it, but just for me, you know, just for me to be like, this, this is what's present and this is what's here mm-hmm. and ended up immediately like sharing it in person um, and doing performances once a month, like, 
you know, and, and, and people telling me how profound their experience was in just hearing this poem and being like, what? Like, I had no idea that one, I even had a gift of, of writing poetry and two, <laughs> like it being able to impact people in the way that it has. Wow. And so I just feel like that's where I'm naturally being guided. And it's been the most like heart opening experience ever. And then writing, mm. learning guitar and writing music has been even more so just like challenging me to open because artists <laughs> like all artists really do is feel and like yes. experience life and then just translate it into art. Yes. And so with that, it's like the the invitation is to experience life, mm. you know, and and fully and and embrace it and all of its like beauty and, and pain and heartbreak and loss and all of it and just take it and create with it, you know. And so for me, this last season has been all about that, all about diving into the creative expression of, of poetry, of, of playing music, of being around that, dancing. Mm. And it has just been like, I'll say like, as hard as that year was with the family stuff and all of that, I, art was the thing that like really pulled me through. Yep. And I think art too, or creativity in itself is the point of life as well. It's you know, totally. <laughs> it's like, yes, aliveness and also creativity. Like that's why we're here. At least that's how I feel. Or I've been feeling lately is like, how could I not create? How could I not make this? And then sharing it is a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, if there's anything I want to leave anybody with, it's like encouraging people to share it because why not? Like, mm. I mean, yeah, there's these vulnerabilities that come with it of like, oh, like it's my soul or it's my heart, you know, like, and you're showing people that and you're like, and it can be vulnerable, but the amount of connections that I've been able to make, deep connections at that, because, you know, my poetry is like really transparent and really vulnerable. Totally. And um, just to have somebody come up and say like that was so profoundly healing for me and like you just put what I'm feeling into words and it just was a it helped them like process it you know what they're going through and so I think that's the point of like anything that we do in life is to be able to like relate to one another and to be seen you know in that mm -hmm. and to feel like to feel like safe you know totally Wow. Yeah. So I, I, don't know. I think everybody should create. I think everybody should dive into their version or their expression of creativity. I think they should absolutely share it. Wow. Whatever fears come along with that is totally normal and totally like, you know, just warranted even. And even then, so like um, creativity is like what makes our world. Yeah. You know, the world that we live in, it's like it's created by all yeah. of us. So I think, yeah, I just want to encourage everybody to tap into that. It's really changed me as a, as a woman, as mm. a human, as, even as a spiritual person to just dive in fully and let it, let it open you, let it, let it open your heart and mm. see what magic comes from that. I love it. What really stood out was the openness you kept referring to just mm. to be willing to be open. Yeah. And then what comes through will come through. Yes. But that's, I think the scary part is we're gripping on, like you yes. said, and what does it look like? Just open mm. and, and be open. Yes. That's so good. 
And then even just for anyone listening to this that has a story that I'm not creative or, Mm. you know, well, I'm not a poet or I'm not a painter or I'm not this. It's like, you know, I could have a story that I'm not those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that if I set the intention, it would come through. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm letting my creativity show up in the smallest ways lately too. Mm -hmm. Just how do I want to create this van right now? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I want to decorate it? How do I want to create this meal? Mm. How do I want to create my day? How do I want to create this adventure we're going on? What do I, I'm even dreaming and envisioning creating fun days for my future children. Mm -hmm. Like there's just like, to me, there's just seeing my creativity come out in these small ways, Mm. daily ways, like is so fulfilling. It makes me feel so alive. Yeah. You know, that's what um, the artist way talks about is like the process, not the product. Yes. You know, it's just like, yeah, like let yourself be in the process of creation and everything that you do. And yes. That's what I heard in what you said. Just exactly. Now, like being in the process of mm. it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think it's so easy to get attached to the outcome of like, especially a lot of people now they want to be artists. They want to be, you know, and it's like, I think that always that kept me back recently from even being in my creative energy because I had it that creativity was one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. all that came from that. And then, okay, well, I have to face those fears that that could all happen again or I could fail or whatnot, you mm-hmm. know? And just facing that and letting my creativity come through in the most simple, small ways. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this feels so good. Yeah. So that's the point. Yeah. It's just like being in it always, not just in the moments that you think matter mm-hmm. or that you think it like is supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amazing. This was so good. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Will you share with everyone where they can find you, how they can interact with you, how they can work with you or anything yeah I am coaching still in a capacity doing one-on-one work with people who want to open that creative expression or want to just you know grow in whatever ways that life is calling them to grow Um, for me my gift is just like you mentioned is just seeing people and uplifting them and, and essentially inviting them into what's already present and being supported in that way and I think you're amazing at it <laughs> thanks amazing it's just um, a lot of us are missing that you know a lot of I just feel like what I've been able to create with the level of support that I've had would not have been possible without that. And Mm -hmm. so just knowing that and know, you know, knowing the power of that support is just something I always want to give back to people. And so that, that Mm -hmm. is one way that I'm working with people now. And, um, yeah, my poetry and all of that, I share both, uh, Instagram and on my website, and I'm sure more will come, um, like in terms of platforms, I'll be available on and whatnot. Mm. But right now it's um, at candy underscore Wheeler on Instagram. And then womanwarriorinyou.com is my website where they can essentially find anything from like poetry, how to work with me, um, things I've written, et cetera. And yeah, uh, amazing. more to come soon. I'm yeah. excited. Oh, me too. <laughs> Cannot wait. All right. Thank you so much for this conversation. Mm. It was very fulfilling for me. Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Love you. Cheers. Cheers. Mm -hmm.